This is a podcast from Rover. Here's the thing, the rock stars have arrived and they've already got, you know, a lot of people going, what's going on here? Jay and Dunk, lads, how we doing? Oh, good, mate. mate. Absolutely spectacular. Yeah. It's, uh, the Deep South has a real special place in our heart and we mean that sincerely as well. It's just, we were saying it on the walk over here, it's just better. Like, there's just better humans with better chat, better stories, and they just they just care more. Dude, you were just telling me before about a chat you had with a bloke <laughs> and, I mean, this one is like, I'm like, what? Is this real? Like, what, what do you mean? What well, I mean, I don't know how much we can really we can really broadcast, but it involves a, a gin trap and a, and a fella's testicles, and um, it is one of the wildest yarns from one of the wildest humans that I've ever met. Yeah, yeah. It's a and cra- then an old lady found him. So yeah, he's, he's obviously <laughs> trapped there. She's just going yeah. for an afternoon tramp. Like, he's <laughs> screaming like he's been murdered in the hills. It's echoing off the hills. <laughs> well, i better go and see what that is. Are you right there, mate? No, I'm not all right. <laughs> Have a look. Pants around his ankles, tackling a gin trap that's nailed to a tree. My God. I mean, seriously. And this is the thing. The, the, that's, there's so many of these people around the south, you yeah. know? Um, Every time we come down here, we get the most amazing stories. Yeah, it's an absolute yeah. gold mine. We should move the show down here. Yeah. It'd be easier. Yeah, well, you got to, I mean, this is the thing. I mean, let's not uh, beat around. I mean, you guys have got a big nationwide following, and people kind of like the bit, the fact that it's not city-centric. Yeah. You guys have got a um, an affinity, if you if you, if you like, with, uh, you know, people in the, the hinterland, the other parts of New mm. Zealand that sometimes feel like they... Sometimes might be getting a little bit forgotten sometimes. Yeah, we, we're massive advocates for the rural sector and our food and fibre producers, and we know that there is a disconnect between what happens in a big concrete jungle and what happens in the hills. And more often than not, the calls that are getting made on what happens in the hills are by people in those concrete jungles that know nothing about what is out there and, and the trials and the tribulations. Uh, we were even having this conversation with the team at Legacy, and they were even, even commenting on the fact that what's happening in our oceans has zero regulation, whereas the farmers, our food and fibre producers get absolutely dragged across the coals and held to an account that is not even anywhere close to anything else internationally. Mm. Uh, yet there is nothing even remotely similar to that happening with our oceans, which, you know, to be fair, we have the biggest coastline, we've got the country with the biggest coastline in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and we still don't seem to give a toss about it. So it's unfair that a certain part of the population, one that has largely propped up the country since its existence and formation, uh, is the one that absolutely cops it. So we, uh, we, I mean, we're definitely not a rural voice by any stretch of the imagination, uh, but we just appreciate what happens in the hills. Sure, you don't exclude it, absolutely. Well, it's interesting. Have you guys caught up with what's going on? So overseas, so uh, over there, the, the Europeans, like the French and everything like that, so the EU is bringing in all these rules, and you know what the French are like? They're just like, nah, we're not having a bar. <laughs> Computer says no. Yeah, which I think, mate, we were just in Canada uh, this summer, and every same thing there. Like they're just saying, without farmers, you have no food. Like it's all well and good to come up with any theory and any law and any legislation. But if you don't have people making food for you, then you need to provide it from somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, and we're, and those countries are lucky that we've got such great producers here in New Zealand that do such a fantastic job of not only feeding our nation, but a number of other nations as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so um, what do you know about uh, this day, National Lamb Day, the revamped thing? 1882, the boat and all that. I heard you guys talking about it the other day. You've got a you've got a rudimentary understanding it was possible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mate, that's impressive. I, to be completely honest, neither of us had a clue. I had no idea there was freezers in 1886. <laughs> I think it was the year. It's like outrageous. Yeah. And then the amount that was sending over, like 
Yeah, it's pretty cool to be a part of. And then obviously seeing it grow and um, on our radio show this afternoon, we're going to be having a lot of meat giveaways, which, um, believe it or not, is a big hit with the rock audience. <laughs> you might be able to give, us some, give us some clarification. Go on. What was the Dunedin? What was the Dunedin? Was it, a, it was a ship. What, yeah, but was it a sail ship or was it yeah. a powered ship? No, it was a sail ship. And oh, it, was a, it was a passenger ship that was converted. They put on uh, this big refrigeration thing, right? Just a standard passenger ship. But it wasn't a steamship, see? So that was the that was kind of the difference Impressive. with it. Impressive. There was supposed to be a hundred old passengers on the thing as well. They turned up on the dock that morning, looked at it and went, getting in no. that thing, right? Jeez, you I would have gone right? on with my barbecue and you would have been pretty sorted, <laughs> eh? Probably exactly. one of the best trips of my life. What should we have? Out on the deck. <laughs> what should we have to Pheasant. <laughs> Put it on there, yeah. yeah. Um, the interesting thing about that ship, the Dunedin, was it had ten journeys in total and then it uh, went on number 10 and vanished and no one ever has seen or heard what? of it again. Gone. Wow. 10 journeys done. And of course you did back then. You have no idea where, right? No, Just somewhere in no between sonar or whatever, day yeah. one and yeah. week seven. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> it's somewhere between New yeah. Zealand and, and I don't London. know. Yeah, exactly. Somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, gone. Incredible history. Yeah. Yeah, it is. There were, do you know about the bloke as well, the captain of the ship? Um, so at one stage they were in the tropics and this whole frozen cargo that we're celebrating today was about to basically be toast, right? She was about to thaw out. So this bloke, guy called Whitson, Goes in underneath, does some old number eight wire stuff. I don't know what the hell he did, right? Almost dies. They pull him out by his ankles, but he saved the cargo from uh, unfreezing. And this was about halfway there. So the whole thing could have fallen flat if not for that. For the what, what was the refrigeration unit that they were using? I don't know. I don't know what it was. Because um, I was thinking be very rudimental. Yeah. I was thinking massive chili bin style. Like they spent ages freezing blocks of ice and then jammed it in there, chilled the joint down, slapped the animals in there, and then just locked the door yeah. and just hoped for the best. Yeah, yeah. It's like don't open the chili bin on a hot summer's day or, you, right. or your piss is going to get warm. Exactly. Just just keep that thing closed. No yeah. one go near it and we'll see what it's like at the yeah. end. Well, I, love, yeah. I love it. It's, such a, it's the Kiwi way where he goes... You know, I'll sort it. Walking and <laughs> scratching his head and going, oh, shit, what am I going to do here? But then gets it sorted. It gets the it Kiwi sorted. way. That was it, mate. That's what, man, that's what we like about it, National Lamb Day. Yeah. You know? yeah. Uh, Great that we can celebrate. I mean, when you uh, when you spend particularly a lot of time in this part of the country, you see how many producers are here. And that's not only not only for the, the meat itself, but just in the fibre and seeing yeah. what's being done now with Strongwall as well as our fine wall. It's great to see the resurgence in Strongwall. Oh, you because, always know your stuff, eh? Well, no, I've, just, I've got mates that have been in the position where – in order for them, and they have to share twice a year, mm-hmm. that, that it costs them, after selling, it is a, at a cost to them, it's which I think is unreal. It's like so how long. How yeah. do you get out of bed every single morning knowing that at best you'll cut even? Yeah, at best. And you'll take on a generational debt if you're wanting to maintain a station for a number of generations with the hope that you'll eventually be able to pass that debt on to your kids. Uh, without cutting even again. What a yeah. present. Yeah, it's tough. <laughs> and that's why it's great to see what's happening in the Hauraki Gulf with the iwi getting together with, um, is it Bremworth? And they're making that out of uh, out of strong wool, out of the, the black and brown sheep yes. uh, and putting down the seaweed matting, which is actually saving our oceans. So it's the farmers that are now saving the Like, they take on a lot. Oh, and yeah. so they're worth celebrating and celebrating in the highest regard. so much that can be done in that space. A lot of good, positive stuff out there. And sometimes you get, when it hits the mainstream media, it's all about the, oh, the land price is terrible. Oh, this is happening. Oh, we've got protests. There's all that. 
but when there's so many other good things going on, which is what we want to do mm. and what you guys clearly are into as well, to a point is like bringing that sort of stuff to the, oh, celebrate it. We're damn good at it. Let's yeah. get into it, right? We're, we're spectacular at it. And yeah. we bring in enough. I think one of the other things for me, not to, digress, not to sort of go too far off the lamb itself, but in terms of that strong wall, like that should be an, like we shouldn't be able to have anything on our floors other than that. We've got schools that have carpet covered in PFAS, which our kids sit on, which yeah. then carry on for generations. Like if you got, if you got round our fibre and food producers properly, like we actually could, and we could legislate for that. Enough going after them. Why don't you just give them some wins and show them where they can actually get ahead and, and get people around it? Because I think that's, that's massively missing. Best way to consume lamb. What's your favourite cut, boys? Uh, I'm, I, yeah, I mean, I love, I love a lamb rack, but I think it's just a real easy one. I like a shoulder. I like a real grubby shoulder, which is slow roasted, and then um, there's a uh, there's a place Alpino restaurant at the Mount, which we frequent, yeah. uh, and they do a great shoulder. A large number of people do a great shoulder, but their one is one of the best, and I love that cut, and uh, that's for me the best. Dunk uh, cutlet, just a real quick fry yeah. on each side. Mm. The little morsel you feel like you're on the Flintstones when you're eating it, just yeah. <laughs> I tell you what else exactly. I smash as well. So good, right? little wee meat yeah, lollipop. Yeah. Little meat lollipop. That's yeah. it. Yeah. A shoulder chops often overlooked as well. Oh, tell Mate, you we've what. got it. We've got an air fryer at work. This is probably a very, very solid indication <laughs> as to how we operate. Uh, lamb shoulder chops. We get them from uh, the local butcher. We've got a great oh, yeah. relationship with our local butchers. Uh, and lamb shoulder chops in the air fryer and just disappear, come back, just absolutely cook the soul out of these things, and they just you just can't go wrong. Unbelievable. Mm. Good times. Good times. Enjoy the day, gentlemen. We will. The best. The best drive show on the land, Jane. Well, it's massively debatable. Thanks, mate. <laughs> Great to see you, boys. Thanks so much. Eh? Appreciate you. Cheers. Well, if you liked that, you'll love this. Subscribe to Rex wherever you get your podcasts from and follow us on social media as well and get all the latest rural content at rexonline.co.nz.